Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And on this podcast, we take a deep dive into medical sales and in particular, orthopedic medical sales, where I do my best to share with you everything that I have learned up to this point and document really the day-to-day sales calls and meetings and interactions I'm having so that you can learn from my experiences and hopefully help you become more successful in your career as well. So without any further ado, please enjoy today's podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. And what I wanted to talk about on this episode is I wanted to share a story uh, about me when I was younger and I played catcher uh, in baseball as a kid. And the, the idea, or at least the phrase that came to mind when I was thinking about it was, what you think is important, what you do is importanter, importanter, however you want to say that. Uh, obviously not a word, but you guys get it. It's let me let me share this story with you because I, I think it'll make sense for you. I, I don't intend for this to be a totally motivational episode or podcast, um, but it might might dissolve or devolve into that. So we're just going to go with it. Um, when I was a catcher, when I was growing up playing uh, playing baseball, I was a catcher, and this is before I got a growth story, and I really enjoyed playing catcher. But what I always struggled with playing catcher was blocking balls. Okay, so you're catching, right? You're you're behind the plate catching, you know, typically an off-speed pitch or, you know, it doesn't always have to be. A lot of times curveball, slider, etc. The ball bounces in the dirt either in front of home plate or, you know, around home plate. And the objective as a catcher is you've got to go down to your knees, you know, put the glove between your legs and essentially let the ball bounce and hit you in the chest and then it drops right in front of the plate. Then you pick it up and you can throw it back to the pitch or whatever. The idea is that you've got to, you have to put your body in front of the ball and you've got to train your body to the minute you see the ball going toward the ground, that it's going to hit the ground before it gets to you as the catcher. You've got to shoot your knees down to the ground, go into, go onto your knees and brace yourself essentially for the impact and try to control where you're going to block that ball. And the thing I struggled with is mentally I knew I needed to do it, but I physically could not do it. And, you know, I look back and maybe part of it was like, you know, I was, was I afraid of the ball? Was I afraid of getting hit with the ball because it was going to hurt? Like, you know, maybe, but I had done it a couple times or you, you know, I, you turn away from the ball or you try to backhand the ball instead of actually squaring up to it and wearing it. And sometimes you get hit with it and it doesn't hurt that bad, especially, you know, when you're younger, (laughs) when you're younger, this is probably sixth, seventh, eighth grade, somewhere in there. And, uh, might've been fresh in your high school. I don't know, somewhere in that range. So it didn't really hurt that bad to get hit with the ball. And so really it was my body. I I, know, I knew what I was supposed to do. I couldn't get my body to actually do it. And I had struggled this with this for a long time. You know, I'm, I'm out there and I, you know, I'm catching and I turn away from the ball and the coaches yell at me, hey, block the ball, go down to your knees. You know, what are you doing, etc. And I finally, and honestly, I don't even know where this came from. Like nobody really told me I needed to practice blocking balls. But I realized like I was... I was mentally trying to do what I wanted to do. I was, every game I was telling myself like, all right, when the ball is heading towards the ground, you're going to block the ball. Just shoot your knees. 
but I never did it. I couldn't get my body to do it. And I was so frustrated. And so what I did, I, I remember distinctly, this is a small house I lived in in Berrien Springs, Michigan, right as you're coming into town off the left-hand side, small, small house we lived in. I took a tennis ball and I sat on my bed. Uh, well, I, I didn't sit on my bed. I, I was in a crouch position, like a catching position on my bed. So you're, you're kind of up on, on your toes, but squatted down. And I would take the tennis ball and I would throw the ball off the wall and I would block it. So I would throw it, I'd shoot my knees down onto my bed and just let it bounce off me. And I just, I did that over and over and over and over and over, you know, like hundreds of times where I just throw it and I shoot my knees, throw it, shoot my knees, throw it, shoot my knees. And it wasn't even about blocking it and controlling the ball at all at that point. Like all I was trying to do was train my body to do what I wanted it to do in the moment. Because for whatever reason, I didn't have the mental capacity or the ability to just tell myself, hey, do this when this happens, and then it just automatically happens. I just didn't have that capacity. I wasn't able to do it. And so I had to literally take a tennis ball, throw it off the wall hundreds and hundreds of times to start training my body that, hey, when you when this happens, this is what your your muscle coordination needs to occur like this. And when your brain sees that this the ball going towards the dirt, you've got to shoot your knees. And that needs to happen automatic. Like when you're pitching or when you're catching a pitcher, like even if they're not throwing hard, you've, you have milliseconds to react. So it's not like it's a, it's an opportunity to really think through, Hey, this is what I want my body to do. Oh, the ball is going toward the ground. Okay. Now let me shoot my knee. Like you don't have time for that. It has to happen automatically. And the, and I share that with you because it's the same thing in sales, in conversations with customers. If they tell you something, now, I, I don't want to overstate this because I think that there are times where if you take your time answering a question and you pause and you give some breaks, some moments, um, moments of nobody talking, of silence, I think that's a healthy thing. But it's not like they can ask you something and then you can you know, go to Google, type in, oh, how should I respond to this? The, you know, the customer says this, how should I respond to it? Like you have to have done that beforehand. You have to have practiced that beforehand. <laughs> just not a thing for you to be able to, to go to Google and type in the objection that you're getting and then say, oh, oh, hold on, Mr. Customer. I'll be right back with my answer. Like it has to happen in real time, just like in baseball when I was a kid. And it's not like the first time I threw the ball against the wall and trained that day. It's not like the next game I was great. I re I distinctly remember that I started doing this and I don't know, I had a couple of days before the next game that I was going to be playing. And I, if I remember correctly, one or two times, it might've been two times, I actually went down to block the ball and it wasn't pretty, right? <laughs> like I, I didn't, I, I don't remember if I could control the ball, whatever, but my body kind of did what I wanted it to do. And I had done hundreds of throws against the wall in my bedroom. And it was, it was groundbreaking for me to be able to do that because I realized in the moment that the differences that you want to make in your life that are real are only going to come from you putting in the time and the effort. It's not what you think that's really important. Like it, like it is, it's important to know what to do but it's a hell of a lot more important to actually do those things. Like what you do is a lot more important than what you think you should do or what you know you should do. Like, I know I shouldn't talk back to my wife. 
like, but we all do. Like, you know. So I share that with you. I share that story with you because I I think it's uh, maybe it's motivational for you guys, but more important than anything else, it's having an actual understanding of the results that you want in life, the things that you want to happen in real time are only going to come from practice. And you got like, you know, if I went and watched an MLB game and you watch the catchers block the balls, like it, it happens so automatic that you watch them. You're like, wow, that person is good. Like that's what you want when you're interviewing in medical sales. And that's what you want when you're actually in a sales career and you're interacting with doctors. You want them the same way that you would look at somebody that's a true professional in their craft. You want them to look at you the same way. You don't want to look at them. You don't want them looking at you as the person that hasn't put in the time throwing the ball off the, off the wall in their bedroom, learning how to block a ball. Like you don't want that. It's costly to practice during games. It's costly to not put time in between the outings that you have, between the games, between the sales meetings that you have, between the interviews that you have, you've got to practice what it is you're going to say. You've got to practice what your objection handling is going to be. You've got to practice. These are the questions that I'm going to ask when I'm in the moment. And you've got to practice it and practice it and practice it. And nobody, nobody wants to hear that. I get it. Nobody wants to hear that. Hey, this is going to take you a thousand times to do it before you're actually going to be able to do it in real time. Like, okay. 10% maybe, you know, of all the people that are listening to this podcast, like how many people are actually going to go do that? 10% maybe like that's what you've got to, when I, when I actually understood that it really helped me out a lot in my career because I realized for the first time that if I was in the 10%, they would actually do something about it instead of the 90% that listened to it, listened to the information, listened to the ideas, listened to the podcast, thought about it thinking about it, talking about it, but never actually do anything about it. Like I'm going to put myself in the elite class just because I've put in the work. And I, I, when I first recognized that is really, um, you know, as a kid there, but then I've, I've been able to kind of reflect on that and use that motivation from learning how to block balls as a catcher, as a kid to let me figure out how to be good at my craft in medical sales. Let me be good at handling objections. Let me be good at understanding human psychology and what it is I need to talk to them about and practice my pitch. Like, like, I don't know, there, there honestly isn't anything unique about me, but I, I just put in, I just put in the work. Like instead of driving around all day, listening to music and podcasts, like I do that sometimes, but I put in a hell of a lot of work practicing my pitch, practicing my conversations, videoing myself in the car, talking figuring it out. What am I going to say? How am I going to say it? And you've got to understand like this podcast is a perfect example of what that looks like. Like, okay. So I've got a number of notes here that I'm thinking about for this podcast, right? Like playing catcher in baseball, not blocking balls, practicing on my bed. What you think is important. What you do is important to her. I have all these bullet points in my mind of what I want to talk about in this podcast. But you got to understand, like I don't actually figure it out until I'm talking. Like, I, I don't even know the words that are going to come next in this podcast because I haven't actually done it yet. Like, in my mind, okay, these are the topics I want to cover, but it's not until I actually start verbalizing it and putting it out into the world where something actually manifests into reality. Like, now, if somebody asked me about this topic or this conversation or, or, or if I was going to do this podcast again with somebody, 
Like it would be smooth, like better than this time. Like this is the first time I'm just, I'm figuring it out as I go. And I think it relatively probably sounds pretty good, but that's just because I've done a lot of practice with it. Like if I did the same podcast 20 times in a row, like, can you imagine how tight that podcast would be? The reason I don't do that is number one, I need to put out more, more content than, you know, 20 podcasts. (laughs) Like, Like I just need to, I need to be able to give out and disseminate information a little bit more quickly, number one. But number two, I need, I want you guys to hear what it is, what it's like to really work through ideas in real time. Like you guys need to hear the authentic side of medical sales. You don't need to hear the final polished episodes like you do at some level. And those are more so in the training programs that I have, but the podcast, this is, this is kind of wild west for me. You know, I have a couple ideas that I start talking about and figure out, all right, these are the points. This is what I'm going to say, but it's not until I actually do it that I, that I fully form the ideas and I fully form the habits and oh, this is a new idea. I started talking about, you know, this topic and then this is what came out of that. And the next time it's a little tighter and the next time it's a little tighter and the next time it's a little tighter. And that's how things really work. When you start practicing it, when you actually do the work, practicing what you're going to say ahead of time, practicing whatever it is you're going to do. If you're a catcher and you're blocking balls, like, damn it, throw some balls against the wall and force yourself to do it. It's the same thing. It's just in your area of expertise, in your area of interest. It's the same thing. So, um, the last thing I wanted to touch on as I look at my notes here again, is that most of the work comes, most of the big changes in life come from work that you do when nobody else is watching. Okay. When, when I was learning to block balls as a catcher, as a catcher, nobody told me, Hey, this is what you need to do. You need to go grab a tennis ball, squat down on your bed, throw it against the wall, and then practice blocking the ball. Like nobody told me that, but I just, for whatever reason, I was able to identify, hey, this is how I should spend my time. Now, it would have been just as fine as somebody told me, hey, this is what you should be doing. But almost all the the important work, at least what I've experienced in, in my short life thus far, is almost all of the important work that you're going to do is going to happen on your own dime when nobody else is watching. That is where the delta is. The delta, the difference between you and the next person happens in what you do outside of work. What that's That delta grows in proportion to the work that you put in when nobody else is watching. So, um, yeah, anyway, I wanted to share that with you. That was a little bit of a rant, but I hope that it was helpful for you. And, um, yeah, anyway, um, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.